The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between as the countdown is on. The ballers are ready to ball. Uh, NBA playoffs set to tip off. Mike Conley, though, is not ready to ball. Mike uh, Conley bolts uh, the bubble to be uh, with his family for the birth of his child. Oh, boo-hoo. Uh, as the Utah Jazz now have to face the Denver Nuggets without their point guard. Now they lose 18 points a game, as Mike Conley's actually a good player that makes a lot of money, but he's not uh, there. But uh, nevertheless, it is what it is. The Toronto Raptors look to defend uh, their NBA uh, championship against uh, the uh, suddenly suddenly trendy upstart uh, Brooklyn uh, Nets, as uh, Kyrie Irving says he's all in uh, right now on this uh, basketball team. Yeah, you're all in right now. Don't worry, bro. You'll destroy them next year. It's all good. <laughs> Hurricane Kyrie is uh, coming. I'm not a meteorologist, but I guarantee you there's uh, there's a hurricane coming, and it's, uh, it's called Hurricane uh, Kyrie. Um, you know, college football supposedly is uh, coming, except, you know, we, we haven't gotten into this uh, this evening. We're all over the place uh, here. Uh, the NCAA seems to be panicking uh, right now. They They don't think this is safe. Power five conferences don't seem to give a crap. Meanwhile, Big Ten players are revolting, and they've started a petition that they actually want to play. And, you know, there's, you know, we're, I don't know where the hell we are right now. I can tell you, though, that Oklahoma Sooners have nine players that just tested positive, and uh, their uh, top running back just bolted and, uh, quote unquote, opted out. As uh, does it really matter at Oklahoma? It's uh, whatever, dude. It's a running back factory. Next man up, but. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of question marks around the college uh, world still, but ACC football is supposedly kicking off on September the seventh, so maybe we'll start talking some ACC football as we move forward. Uh, but for now, we've got NBA basketball, and of course we have the National Hockey League as well. And the playoffs are starting to get, um, you know, a little bit more competitive uh, right now. You'd have to say that the best series has been the Dallas Stars and the Calgary Flames. You know, the most unpredictable, weird, wild hockey games. 5-4, late goals, comebacks, and all that other uh, type of stuff. The Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers tonight uh, might have set the sport of hockey back like 180 years. Like the natives that used to play, like, you know, basically with sticks like hundreds of years ago, like they would have won tonight. Like, the Flyers didn't win, all right? The Canadians lost.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. My name's Bobby and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better okay. at it. All right, Sports Rage Late Night continues. We're kicking it with big man on campus uh, tonight in Philadelphia. Tomorrow night, L.A. will be the theme of the night. Whale capper and uh, Vince Pichel, UFC, just victorious the other night. Last night, great performance. Great performance uh, um, against uh, you know, a man that, you know, listen, Miller is, uh, Miller is a submission specialist, artist, tough, tough, tough dude. And uh, Pichel just took him apart. Uh, we cashed it. And uh, we look forward to having him on the show tomorrow night. Great guy, actually. Like I said, um, you know, follows me on uh, Twitter. Um, but like everybody, it's funny, man. Like, it could be an interesting interview tomorrow. I'll have to keep it on track because um, I, I told him. He goes, where are you anyways, man? Because he follows me on Twitter and stuff. And he goes, where are you anyways? I told him, ah, because he's about Frisco. He's like, uh, right away, he's like, yeah. He goes, yeah. Damn politicians ruin that city like they ruin every other city. But then big man, I'm like, I don't really know what politicians he hates here. Then I sort of caught the theme, the theme that he seems to hate everybody. <laughs> and he's a UFC fighter that beats people up for a living. Then I realized I was like, yeah, probably a good idea not to talk politics with a UFC fighter on the show. So <laughs> we'll stay away. I'll try to keep it in the octagon. But so a uh, big man's in Philly. I saw you rocking your Philly, uh, your Philly, uh, you and your boy Roe, Rucker's Roe. Roe's got a Philadelphia jersey, a uh, heart jersey. I saw you had your your uh, your flyer T-shirt on tonight. Donnie Wrightside's all flyered up uh, right now. Congratulations. Um, the Flyers deserve the win. It is what it is. Listen, the Canadians hit a million goalposts, but that's hockey. It was puck luck. The Canadians had a bunch of opportunities on the power play that they, you know, they could have been there all night and they weren't going to score. It's just one of those nights tonight. But, you know, hockey is a really entertaining game, except that one was not big, man. And, you know, like when a game is so bad, like, you know, like you and I watch some of those MLS or we're watching some of the other games. We're like, God, this is bad, but we have money on it. And that's the way I felt about this game tonight. I had the under and I was still mad. I was like, God. 
both these teams are terrible. <laughs> like, and they're not, but it was just one of those ugly games tonight, big man. But think from a Montreal perspective, you know that feeling, bro? Like, you, you know it. It's like a soccer game, big man. Like, you know what I mean? The Canadians hit like seven goalposts and crossbars tonight, big man. Bing, 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 bing. It was unbelievable. The puck just wouldn't go in for them. Yeah, uh, it was ugly to watch. I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't, I didn't watch the entire game, but uh, yeah, it, uh, Carter Hart. I mean, he uh, he got a lot of help from the the crossbar and the the pipes. You're you're totally right about that. It was an ugly game, for sure. It was soccer uh, on it was ice. Good win for the Flyers. Yeah, yeah it's good. It was playoffs, good confidence though for him. Yeah, listen, in the playoffs, it's all that matters, right? I mean, the Flyers don't care. And it was ugly. It is. It is what it is. It, it was a yeah. win. I don't know. It was, it was a strange game. It's been a strange series. I, you know, to be honest, I'm a little disappointed in the Flyers. Like, you know, I, you know, they're not, they're not very physical, and they were more physical tonight. But, you know, the Canadians kind of beat themselves. The Flyers got a cheap goal, and this is going to be a long series. I think the Canadians will take game. It's going to go seven games. Like the Canadians will take game two, I think, or excuse me, game uh, game four now to, to tie it up at two. I think it'll sort of go back and forth until someone kind of breaks the ice. They're very evenly matched, but, you know, the Canadians just had bad luck tonight, but they also make their own luck, and they weren't as good tonight as they were. Um, they weren't as good as they were in game two uh, either. But let's get back to the hoops right now, and I think we're on to something here with the over in the first game, Denver and uh, Denver and Utah. Under first quarter, 56, Brooklyn and Toronto. And now we're getting into the Sixers. Big man's Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics, the winner of which will face the uh, the winner of Brooklyn and Toronto. So, in other words, the Raptors await the winner of this series. Um, so, big man, I, I'm, I want, I'm trying to talk myself into thinking that the Sixers have a chance here. I think Boston are a little soft. Al Horford's a guy we haven't talked about enough. I know you don't like his contract, but... If Horford can step up, I think if Philly can play some physical ball and get in Boston's face a bit, I don't think Boston liked that big man. I think that's the way to go here for the Sixers. Yeah, but the, I think the, all the problems are going to stem for how did the Sixers stop the Celtics? Because, you know, you look at Shake Milton, Al Horford, and Tobias Harris, they're going to have to basically defend Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward. I mean, that's just not having Simmons kills you on the defensive end. He's so long. He's a great defender. You have Kemba Walker to deal with as well. It's just all go for the Celtics. And I just don't really see a situation where the Sixers stop him. I think this game and this series could be more higher scoring than we might think. I yep. think Joel Embiid will probably have a field day in each game. And He's read my I think mind we're going to learn yeah. a lot about Joel Embiid. Yeah, I think we're going to learn a lot about Joel Embiid over the next four or five games. You know, does he have the capabilities to, to lead a team, you know, or, and you look at the fact that Brad Stevens knows the Sixers and he's a better coach than what Brett Brown is. And he knows how to deal with them. They don't have a, a competent ghost go-to score late in the game to get you a bucket. And look, I like Matisse Thibel, but the truth of the matter is, I mean, thinking that he can guard some of these guys on the perimeter, like Tatum is laughable. I saw Brett Brown's considering him putting him in the starting lineup. Look, he's a nice player, but he's foul prone. Um, I'm not sure he can defend in this league yet without fouling at a high level. Uh, I, I just have a lot of a lot of issues here. I, I think it's a good litmus test for the Sixers, but um, you know, Joel Embiid's going to have to drop 45 every game, and you're going to have to get big games. Plus, the Sixers have no bench. 
you need bench in the NBA and particularly in the playoffs. That four-headed monster with Hayward, Tatum, Brown, and Walker is concerning. And Gordon Hayward's starting to look like a really good add offensive player to them. He gets to the line a lot. And Kemba Walker has something to prove here. He's never had this opportunity, Gabe, with Charlotte. So this is a better team with Kemba Walker over Kyrie Irving. I'm, I'm concerned. I think the Sixers win one game, frankly. <laughs> He's said more than concerned. Yeah, you don't sound very hopeful. Uh, I was hoping for a little bit more uh, here. Well, you know, they got a puncher's chance. And I agree. I do agree, though, as far as the total is concerned, because really, Philadelphia don't really have a Gabe, choice. Gabe. They, they can't play. They can't play Gabe, half court here, something. bro. They're going to have to push the tempo. Who's your, who's your point guard if you're the Sixers? Shake Milton? Shake Milton's your starting point guard. Think about that. It's a problem. Your backup is Raul Neto. I mean, give me a break. That's pathetic. I mean, they have no shot here. They have no shot to win. I see these writers for the Sixers saying they're going to win in six. Uh, what planet are they going to win in six games? I get you're a fanboy and you want to root for your team, but sometimes you've got to be a realist. And with this team, I've always been a realist. Um, they're not good enough. And until they get rid of Brett Brown, until they get rid of these – you know what makes me really sick, Gabe? Is seeing them give Al Horford $108 million – when J.J. Redick, who would help this team considerably right yeah, now, they use JJ, right? is yeah. going – I mean, it's just – and he left because you and couldn't And they didn't want to keep Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler wasn't it's, running out yes, the board. They didn't and, offer him. They decided, to, Gabe, oh, we don't, we're, we're, we're going to pay other players. Like, like I, could, they, I could live with it that they wanted to keep Harris, that they liked to buy his Harris. Fine. But then don't turn around and give Al Horford all that money. You could have given that to Jimmy Butler. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And Jimmy Butler is one of the most underappreciated, underrated players in the NBA. Not only is he a bucket on offense, he's a closer, and he is really good defensively. He's, they are much better when he's on the court. He shut T.J. Warren down. T.J. Warren, Gabe, in the other games, was scoring like 40 points every game. He faces the Heat three times in a bubble. He scores 12 points a game. Jimmy Butler is just a good, good, good player. He's exactly what this team needed. They could use him right now to play point guard and, and to go a different role. It just it makes me sick, the personnel decisions they make. And there's going to be a lot of questions going on, and Brett Brown's not going to be the coach here next year. No, I, I could see this happening, too. I mean, eventually there's going to have to be changes that are made. But as as you and a lot of Philly people know, Will they use, well, Ben Simmons wasn't there as the excuse, right? Let's, let's give it about. one more chance. Let's give it one more chance. Like, they, they, you know, so they're getting five and a half points. I'm looking at the total here at 218 and a half. The big man raised a lot of good points. The Sixers are going to be challenged defensively to stop all that talent on box. And this game should go over the number of basketball talk on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I'm Arancy. I see we got a full house uh, here tonight, Sunday night. The chat is uh, rocking. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates uh, as well. And, of course, Mick Aussie is uh, is in the house. And um, uh, Mick fancies himself, of course, Australian. They like tennis down under. He fancies himself as uh, quite the tennis player. And um, I, I offered to play. Uh, I said, well, we'll film it. We'll play for money. We can give the money to charity. Well, I said, we'll even put it on pay-per-view. And there was actually a lot of excitement about this. And I have named various cities, big men. I, I said, listen, I'll play you in Toronto. I'll play you in uh, Miami. I'll play you in Vancouver. Or I'll play you in Las Vegas. All international tennis hubs, right? All international t- tennis hubs. And... Uh, uh, Mick, Mick, like wants me to go and play like on a court in Edmonton, like, like that, you know. And I, he's trying to wait till I get old and like, where, where, wait me out and stuff. And the best is, so Mick, big man, Mick's got like he shows me videos of him, so he's crushing the ball, serving the ball, but his video, big man, conveniently doesn't show where the ball lands, bro. <laughs> It's like anyone can just smack the ball, but where did it land? Did it even land in the court? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's just him, like, well, bam. Yeah, but dude, the ball looks like it's like 14 feet in the air, bro. Like that's not that's that's not going to land in regulation yeah, I mean, there. <laughs> I think everyone can hit the ball. It's just does it stay inside the lines is the big thing. <laughs> yeah, it's no surprise that he's duck. It's no surprise he's ducking. He seems like he's all talk. So, um, you know, if he really <laughs> well, was about, about his Ryan business, down. he would. Don't get well, him if he was Ryan about down. his business, though, he would go. He would go wherever. I mean, I would drive. If I was in Canada, I would just drive and say, let's do it. I'm not even that far. Right now, I'm in Vancouver. Beautiful weather here. The tennis courts are ready to rock. Ready to rock. Let's go. Yeah. Right, right, right. I just need a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks to get my game, uh, get get my game going. And listen, there, there was, there's a lot of excitement about this. People even put out, uh, like, there was lines and, like, it's gone back and forth. And listen, Mick's a good athlete. I I gave it to him. Uh, I gave it to him. But. I think he's underestimating my uh, my tennis uh, skills. All right, I used to play a lot of tennis for money, Mick. I'm a tennis hustler. Or I'm yeah, like I'd Bobby like Ray. The, I'd like to see the videos of where the tennis balls go. <laughs> I want to play on grass too. Because I'm going to bank on that on they don't stay inside the lines. Dude, there was a great video of <laughs> the Vikings had a thing. Did you see it, big man? The Vikings had a thing in which. 
Kirk Cousins drop back, drops back to pass, and he throws you the ball, and you catch it. Sort of like a video type thing. Like so, like he throws it, and you catch it, and they sort of coordinate it together. And some dude like like trolled them, and like Kirk Cousins throws the ball, and he's in his yard. It goes like 14 feet over his head. <laughs> I'll show you the video. It was, it was just, it was just, it was just, uh, it was just too good. Um, all right, uh, so big man kicking it with us. So big man, I uh, what what about the over here? We were talking going to the break here. I was I was saying this two eighteen and a half in in this modern NBA, even in the playoffs, it's not a lot of points, bro. It's not two twenty eight and a half. More than manageable. You talked about the defensive challenges without Ben Simmons, and like you said to me, the Sixers are in tough, bro. I don't know how they're going to win four to seven games either. I think they can win two. They, you know, I give them a better chance than you do. But I still, it's a problem because really, is Milton going to get hot? Is Richardson going to, are they all going to get hot all the time enough to win four out of seven times? I think maybe also, I think Boston are a little soft. I think Boston are a little overrated. I think you guys can get in their heads a little bit, but it's going to be tough. But I think the total of 218 and a half, you, you talked about the Sixers defensive challenges. I think it's a more than fair number. I'm going to go over the number here, big man. Yeah, I mean, you have to figure Joel Embiid should have a big game here. Um, you know, I, I like Harrison Richardson. I, I don't hate those guys. They can shoot the ball. And, and I know that the Celtics are going to score here. I don't know. I, I would be a little bit more interested if it was like 214, 215. Um, you you basically need a, a 120, you know, 122 type of game, which I don't know that I see. I would more or less like the Celtics team total as opposed to worrying about what the Sixers are going to be able to do. Because, again, no point guard. I'm hard-pressed to feel like they're going to run up and down on the Celtics. We know how good their defense is. So, for me, I would more or less just kind of worry about Boston's uh, offense just because I know the Sixers right now haven't been very efficient on that side of the ball. Uh, so I would more or less look at over 112 personally, but um, you know this isn't a game I'll be betting on. This would be the fourth on the list as far as tomorrow's concerned. Just for the record, if we just play along here to win the series, so let's say um, Raptors, um, Raptors to win the series. Uh, you know, I'm just going with the games tomorrow. Raptors to win the series, Celtics to win the series, Denver to win the series. It's minus 159. Is, you know, I'd like a little bit better odds, but it's seemingly all going to happen. And now now we get into the Clippers and the Mavericks. Mavericks are plus 475. A lot of excitement about this team. Luka Doncic's unbelievable. The guy actually averaged a triple-double, bro. Well, nearly. Uh, 9.7. 9.7, um, you know, he was off by 0.3. Um, but, you know, he's a stat machine. And Chris Tapp, Porzingis was unbelievable, too. 30 points a game and, like, what, 11 or 12 boards or 14 board, whatever the hell it was. So those two are killing it. I think, though, they're one player. They're still another player away, another sort of real badass away from being real title contenders. They're still young, those guys, right? And they don't play a ton of defense either. Yet they're also a load to deal with. I don't I don't think they'll win this series, but I think they can hang around in these games. Are you do you like the six points here and them hanging around with the clip show in game one? No. Well, I here's what I will say. If Patrick Beverly doesn't play, if I'm Dallas, you gotta try to 
do what you can before he comes back because I think he makes this series really difficult for Dallas. I think he can guard Luka Doncic. If you look at during the season, Doncic only shot 42% from the field and 27% from three against the Clippers. Um, look, the problem that da- Dallas has is they are just so bad on defense. Look, I'm looking at totals in this game, these games. I'm not looking at sides for Clippers, Mavs. I'm going to be betting every over in this series. Um, Clippers are as good as it gets offensively. They've actually run a really good pace this season. And without Patrick Beverly, uh, they're not as strong defensively. These are the two best offensive teams in the NBA. They're 1-2 in offensive efficiency. Dallas is the worst defensive team left in this tournament outside of Portland. So, you know, all year they've struggled on that end of the court. Um, I'll tell you right now, I love Clippers team total over tomorrow against Dallas. I think they shred the Mavs in the first game here. And you're totally right about the Mavericks. They are one or, you know, maybe they're one good player and a shooter away. You know, they're yeah, yeah. throw JJ Redick on this team and like another higher level, you know, three or four. Like they're really a solid basketball team. So if I'm I'm gonna be interested in seeing what more need experience does in the big off season. They need the experience yeah. of going through the process of battling in the playoffs. It's a good point that you raised as far as Lucas struggling against the Clippers a bit. And I remember actually earlier in the year, Luca like played well against them and it's kind of pissed the Clippers off. And and I remember after the game, Luca said, like, they raised it up a notch on him. And I remember he said after that in his in his two years in the NBA, that that was the most rough game that he's had. Like, as far as the opponent. He said, like, that was the toughest defense that he's seen in his life. <laughs> when he admitted it after. He said between Kawhi and Paul George, he said it was it was hard. And, like, he basically said I it was rough. Like, they were both coming at me. And he goes, I never got bumped and hit as much as I have before. And he goes, I got to get used to it. They they dial it up against them, right? They know, and Kawhi takes pride in that stuff. And Paul George, good defender, too. But, man, Luka's a, a badass, bro. And he's not your normal 21, 22-year-old. Well, 22 now, whatever it is. I mean, the kid, you know, man, he won a EuroLeague championship, right? He's played against men. Like, he's a man. This kid's the real deal. They're just a couple of players away, like we said. But I like where you're going. I think there's going to be points here, too. I think they can hang around, though. I'm tempted by the six, big man. I, I got to admit, I am tempted by the six here. Yeah, I mean, again, I think if you're going to – if if Patrick Beverly doesn't play, I would definitely take the six in this game just because I think it's a high-scoring game. I think Dallas can obviously hang because they're so good offensively. But if Beverly doesn't play, this game's, you know, 131-126, something like that. 230 is too low. And I'll tell you right now, if I'm the Dallas Mavericks, I would make a strong push this year – for like a DeMar DeRozan, Gordon Hayward type. They're both free agents. I, I would look towards a good call. If they can make a move like that, they're they're going to be a group that's going to be a contender next year. Because Doncic and Porzingis, that's one of the great duos we already have in the league. They have a good group of role players. If they can get a couple of spot up shooters type, yeah, yeah, or you know, even you know, can you pry JJ Redick away, something like that. One of those kind of guys. They're going to be a good basketball team. But yeah, I'm looking. I'm isolating the Clippers game and saying, I just know Dallas can't stop the Clippers. Um, I, I think this is a game that gets into the 230s, and I'll take the uh, Clippers team total over as well. And then, get it, Patrick Evans doesn't play. I'll grab the six because I'll feel like Luka can kind of do his thing, at least for one game. I'm curious to see 
I'm curious to see what Kawhi does if he just he puts the cape on right away in game one here. If it's just like, oh boy, right? And it's just he he does his thing. Uh, he does his thing just like that. Or, you know, we'll see. Is the chemistry there with the Clippers? But he's just so good. He could just control a basketball game like no other. All right, we're going to let big man go now, but we'll take a quick break. I just want to get his quick take on a Europa League game on the on the other side and a quick, uh, quick Laker uh, Blazer uh, prediction on the way out uh, here as well. Sports Rage late night. NBA playoffs rapidly approaching. Going to be breaking it down all week long. NHL playoffs as well. Sport Tricks Late Night continues. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portrait's late night continues. Vent your rage. And another show just uh, flying by here uh, this evening. All right, so big man on campus with us for a couple of more minutes. We'll get him out of here. We'll get into some uh, overnight hockey uh, picks as well. So much stuff uh, going on. And, of course, uh, we'll be on game time decisions at 6 o'clock uh, Eastern tomorrow night on these same radio stations that you're listening to us on uh, right now. So, uh, big man, yeah, great stuff talking about uh, these totals. And I hear where you're going with this. And I like your Clippers team total uh, as well. Before we get you out of here, I want your quick take on soccer. But uh, we're not going to talk before the Blazers uh, Blazers and the Lakers. And, you know, there were some plus 450s out there. I'm seeing some plus 400s right now uh, with the Blazers. And I've seen you arguing with people on Twitter, which is surprising because that never happens before. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> A little sarcasm there for for the listeners, in case you're wondering. Uh, but um, thing is, I've been saying the same thing. Number one, this isn't your typical eight seed, all right? We're talking about a team that was in the Western Conference Finals last year. This year, they were injured all year. They They had a bunch of problems. Everything's been coming together for them right now. The Lakers are vulnerable. They're a two-man operation right now. I know Rondo's getting back into the bubble, and you know, but he's, it's going to be a little while. Um, they're staying even still. They're still a two-man operation. And the thing is, people don't realize this. The Lakers are a horrible three-point shooting team. I don't have to tell you. They're like ranked 22nd in the NBA. Like they don't, they shoot like 34% from three. They're not a good outside shooting team. Portland are the third best uh, three-point shooting team in the NBA. These guys hit nearly 38% of their threes. You want to get to the rebounding, they're pretty much dead even on the boards. And you want to get in a depth. And quite frankly, like right now, to me, the Blazers are a better team than the Lakers are, as crazy as that sounds. And another thing, big man, the Lakers have been getting their ass handed to them. They mailed it in, in the bubble. And the Blazers have been playing essentially playoff basketball, bro, for like nine days. You, We see this, you and I, in college basketball during these conference tournaments. They're hot, bro. They're like a team coming out of the Big East, like UConn in the old days. If you know, won like six in a row and played six overtimes and won. And they're battle-tested. They're ready. The Lakers, 
man, the Lakers haven't played real ball, bro, in six months. They wasted their opportunity in the bubble to get ready for the playoffs. I think they're going to get punched in the mouth. Listen, I'm not saying Portland runs them off the court, but I think the Lakers are in for a rude awakening, and I'll gladly pull the trigger and put my name on it. Give me the Blazers plus the 400. Yeah, I took them already, plus 420. I uh, I think there's value here. And, you know, people use the word value a lot of the time in the wrong situation. Value is do you have a team that has a shot to win that's got a good price. And I see that here with the Trailblazers. I guess my first question is, who guards Damian Lillard on this team? I mean, are we? am I serious? I've actually heard people say Alex Caruso can guard Damian Lillard. Is that some sort of joke? Avery Bradley being out kills this team from that standpoint. He would defend Lillard. He's not there. We have no idea when Ronda's back. You mentioned the three-point shooting. They were the worst team in the bubble from the three-point line, and they've been bad all season. This is a average Laker offense. They were 11th in offensive efficiency, offensive efficiency this year. They were good. They were great. Um, and all I see from Portland is a team that's just stepped up, whether it's McCollum, whether it's Lillard, Trent's become a viable player, Carmelo Anthony. And I'm going to tell you right now, I talked to you, I remember in the offseason, uh, I think, and I mentioned I loved Portland because I liked the fact that they have Hassan Whiteside now and Yusuf Nurkic. Nurkic is that offensive player, Whiteside, who can give you 15 a game. He's going to defend. I just like that duo up front. I think they're pretty solid from a depth perspective. It's Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and there's not much else. I just think we just anoint the Lakers as a good team because they have LeBron James. They are a good team, but they're not a great overall team right now, and they're playing the worst basketball that you could ask for. They did bad in the bubble in games that mattered. They didn't play well. I'll gladly take the the Portland Trailblazers at a plus-money big price in a game where, in a series where they're on fire right now, if they lose, they lose. But there's value here on Portland with one of the best players in the NBA who I don't see a viable guy to guard him on the other team. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. And none of this, guys, if you're a Laker fan tuning in right now, none of this is to be disparaging against the Lakers. It's a big man stadium. You can't deny it. I mean, look at their record. The record speaks for itself this year. But at the same point in time. But stuff they did in November doesn't can't. matter, Gabe. That doesn't no, matter. No, I know. And you also can't argue that out of all the big teams, like, they got the worst matchup somehow. You know, like, look at the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks get the Orlando Magic. It's a walk in the park, all right? The Raptors get the Nets, whatever. It's cute. But the Raptors, you know what I mean? You go down the list, and you've got to deal with, like, Dame Lillard. You, and C.J. McCollum, bro, right? And and you've got to deal with a red-hot team right now that's 7-2, and 7-2 and two straight up in their last nine basketball games when you haven't played good basketball, like you said, since Christmas time, essentially. And now you got to dial this up. Not to mention, remember, LeBron seems to already be planting the seed with excuses. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on that you guys don't know about. Right? There seems to already be that. And like I said, this ain't your normal eight versus one, guys. And it's just amazing to me because everything normally comes up LeBron all the time. And, oh, of course, the Lakers got that break. And, oh, of course, this and that. But really, you know, look at the Clippers and the Lakers, both of them, and like getting the getting the Mavericks uh, and, and the Blazers, they, they're not getting any free passes here. That's what makes this NBA playoff format cool this year, just the way that it played out with no home court, neutral court and stuff that yeah, even the big boys, man, it, it, there's going to be some competition going on here, bro. There's going to be some competition. Like I said, buckle up because this stuff's going to get real. 
before we get you out of here, uh, big man, another team from Manchester bites the dust. Uh, another one bites the dust. First Man City, then Man U. The upsets continue in these in these tournaments. So, and I know, listen, I saw you tweet something the other day, and I think you're bang on. I wish I was listening more. In what you said, man, why even bother trying to pick a winner in these matches anymore? Just take both teams to score. Do you feel the same way in the Inter uh, game tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, both teams to score has been a sitter in all these games. I mean, it just really hasn't failed me. And, yeah, I'm going to take it again here. I will say, though, Inter's been good defensively. Five out of the last six, they've kept a clean sheet. But you look at the game the other day against Leverkusen, it was a weird game. I mean, they scored three goals in 24 minutes, and then that was that. They didn't score the rest of the game. So, you know, Inter's got so many great players going forward. Shakhtar Donetsk is a group that likes to go up and down. They have a ton of Portuguese and Spanish players. Uh, they really did a nice job in Ukraine finding good players to come in and kind of play their attacking brand of football. Uh, I think they're a team that will score here. I will say, though, I don't mind taking Inter here. I think they're the much better side. I think they win something like 3-1, but Inter's playing really good. They're looking to make a, 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 a move next year in the uh, a Serie A. I'll, I'm going to say it right now. They're going to be the best team in Serie A next year. Juventus is going to have a, a big amount of trouble with them. So, yeah, I'm going to go with both teams to score yet again. It's a, It's about 165, but these have been worth laying. I mean, they've just come in money, and a lot of them come in like a half hour into the game. Yeah, you know what? It seems like you said, I thought it was kind of a fair price uh, for, for Inter Milan uh, here uh, as well. Big man on campus. Great stuff. Always flies by, big man. Uh, this is a super fast show uh, here this evening. We encourage people to check out uh, big man on Twitter at Jeff Nadu. You're going to get some great periscopes and meltdowns now the Sixers are playing in, in the playoffs. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, um, great, Good point. great, great stuff. We'll catch up with you. Uh, we won't wait till uh, Friday because well, I'm sure some crazy ass stuff will happen uh, before then. But great, great stuff. Thanks for stepping up, big man. Thunder going to beat the Rockets. That's the easiest future on the board. I don't know why they're an underdog. Thanks, Gabe. Love it. Love it. I'm all over it. Big man on campus uh, with us. And just for the record, guys, too. So, you know, if you want to put together a series parlay here for like the games that start tomorrow, so, you know what I mean? Like, the, the law, they all play at the same time every two days, these teams now. So, you're sort of in sync uh, here. Uh, looking at the parlay here, you get the Boston Celtics uh, to win the series, the Nuggets to win the series, the Clippers to win the series, and the Toronto Raptors to win the series, minus 107. So, if you think the Boston Celtics are going to beat the Sixers, which I you know, they probably will. The Sixers' depth is going to be a problem. The Denver Nuggets, listen, Utah are screwed up Mike Conley. They already don't have Bodanovich, so like they, they, they've lost like, you know, they've, they've literally lost like 40 points a game. Uh, the Clippers, Clippers will get all they can handle in the series. I think the games will be tight and stuff, but Kawhi will always pull it out late for them. And then the Raptors roll the Nets. So, hey, listen, four-series parlay, or as Mick Aussie would call it, a four-series multi. Four-series multi, Mick Aussie steps up and in. What's going on, Mick? Hi, how you doing, mate? How's the quarantine going? Hope you're doing all right. Hope she was worth it. But I was out kayaking today, mate. Beautiful summer's day here in Edmonton. So, yeah, um, I think uh, the Raptors are doing real good. And uh, there's an AFL game on tonight. Take the Tigers. Take them on the minus, probably. 22 and a half. They should get it done. 
But sons aren't bad, mate. The sons are good. So they're improving young team. But I think the Tigers will get it done and probably cover. So just put a little bit on the cover, not as much as the Tigers' money line. All right, so that's the pick uh, here tonight. It's 4.55 yep. on the money Tigers. line. So there's not a lot. It's 4.55. There's not a lot to do with that, Mick. You know, it's kind of kind of a big price. Oh, so no, you, you don't think nothing. they're going to cover the 23 and a half? I think they will. See, I'm lucky. I got them in the. Uh, I got them in my multi, mate. I got them in the second leg of my multi. But that's no good to you guys now because uh, it's the last game of the round. So the Eagles, the Lions, and the Dogs, and that one, and then the Tigers is the next one. And then I've already got the Saints. You see, so if the Tigers win tonight, then I get my five-team mixed money line multi, mate. Anyway, how you doing? You all right in quarantine? I'm a bit worried about you, mate. No, you don't need to be worried about me, Mick. I'm all right, buddy. I'm worried about you. You didn't catch. <laughs> I'm worried about you as you you continue yeah, to duck. Uh, yeah, you, you continue to you continue to duck the tennis uh, tournament, uh, Mick. It's been years. We've given you many opportunities, <laughs> and like I said, you're trying to wait it out until I get too old. But um, you know, um, you're being. Everybody, uh, we've given you different cities. We've given you different locations. We're uh, we're ready to roll it down. We're ready to roll it down. All right. All right. And Get not, your pens and coming, paper not, out, boys. We're not coming to Edmonton to do it either. So yeah, no, we've given you we've, no, we've given you various I'm locations. To I'm coming to BC. I'm coming to BC, mate. Last Wednesday of September. Jazz is picking you up and driving you and getting your accommodation and everything. And I will be there Wednesday in the best place in Canada, Kelowna, BC. See you there, mate. Last week and last Wednesday of September. I'll be there for like three days. Jazz is picking you up, all organized. I'm not, I'm not going to Kelowna on a Wednesday. <laughs> it's not, oh, that's, here, that's we not happening. here we go. Excuses, excuses. No, no, excuses. Well, we can play. Excuse me. Play, we'll play on the Saturday. Make it Friday. Friday. Make it Friday. Yeah, no, Friday's fine. We're in, you know, we're, Friday's fine. All right. In the downtown, in the downtown core, in the downtown core. But all right, all right. Yep. Uh, call in later in the week. We'll make it official. We'll nail, we'll nail down the date and the location, and uh, we'll 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 work out the agreement as far as the wager uh, is concerned. And, and the handicap as well, because I, I think you said you were going to give me like three games per set or something too last time. Once you were all drunk, you were talking smack about how you know, you're going to give me three games per set. All right, so late September, it's on. Portrait late night continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Blue showing some championship pedigree. Rough night on the ice uh, here. At least we hit the under five and a half 
uh, in that game, similar to the Montreal Canadiens uh, game, but we were on the wrong side of both sides. And just one of those uh, one of those nights tonight in the National Hockey League in which, listen, we were on the Vegas Golden Knights. They dominated the game against uh, against Chicago. Corey Crawford was unbelievable. Bad puck luck. And anyone, yeah, anyone who bets hockey, you guys know, man, puck luck is real. And, man, the Montreal Canadiens didn't have any puck luck tonight. The Flyers did. The Flyers just sort of flick one at the net early in the game. Harmless little flick of the puck after a faceoff. They score. It's the only goal of the game. Only goal of the game. Yeah. Canadians had like 22 scoring opportunities. They hit the post like seven or eight times, literally. Like, not even an exaggeration. I'm not all oh, like seven or eight times. It might have been nine times. Like, they literally hit the post like six, seven times and the crossbar twice, I think. And not just sort of like, you know, okay, listen, one of them was the outside of the post. And, you, you know, every time it hits the post, you can't say, oh, I was going in. But, dude, there was a few where it's like, come on, man. Like, nine out of ten times that puck will bounce off the post into the net. But, no, <laughs> like, no, it's just it was sort of sort of destined. But, you know, the NHL, you can't really say it's intense. Some of it's intense. Some of it's good. The Vancouver-St. Louis series is good. The, 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 the Philadelphia-Montreal series doesn't really have any intensity. Tampa Bay and Columbus is kind of weird, and I've been wrong all the time with this stuff, man, all right? And I've been wrong for like two years in this series almost. So the Tampa Bay Lightning are minus 155 in this game. I don't know, man. (laughs) You get, you know, I don't think the Lightning are as good as people think they are, to be honest. And, you know, big win for them. I'm never right with these guys. I do think Colorado, um, Colorado keep it rolling, but... These games are freaking tricky, man. These games are really, really tricky. Uh, so NBA, though, NBA basketball, give us the uh, the over in that Denver-Utah game. Give me the Raptors under in the first quarter. Of play. I like the under in the first quarter of play, under 56. Great job, bud. Matt's will here this evening. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.